With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and it's time for another episode of Let's Ride. I am feeling a little bit better. Voice might still be a little scratchy, but it is Friday, and I'm excited for this show. I'm excited to talk about some news. I'm excited to talk about the Steelers' rebuild. And, man, we are getting closer to the NFL draft. Before we even talk about the draft and the topic of this podcast, I want to shine some light on on a project that one of our very own at the Steel Curtain Network has done. And this would be none other than our own KT Smith, Coach Kevin Smith. You've probably heard him on the Here We Go Steelers show with Brian Davis every Friday at noon. He has decided that he wanted to do his own NFL podcast. It's called The Call Sheet. And the first episode debuted Thursday. It was Thursday at noon And you can find it if you go to Apple Podcasts and just search FFSN space NFL, you will find our NFL feed, and it's right there. It's right there for your – and I got to be honest. I listened to it. The first half is Kevin's take by himself on the NFL. He talked about free agent flops, free agent – big, good free agent pickups for a lot of NFL teams. In the second half, he had a great offensive mind on to talk about the call sheet – I learned so much about uh, the game of football because I'm going to be honest, and those of you that listen know this, I am not one of those X's and O's guys. I am a commentary guy. 
That's why I love this podcast is I'm not here to tell you how to beat a cover two scheme or the difference between a cover three and cover four defensive scheme. I know those terms, but I don't know the minutia of it. He does. And I learned a lot listening to that podcast. So I'm going to tell everyone that listens to this. Once you're done with my let's ride, go find that podcast. And if you don't know where to find it, go to my feed, my, my Twitter feed. And that's at J J Hartman, H A R T M A N underscore P I T scroll down. I shared that link. I've retweeted it from the FFSN NFL account. And there's a link to the Apple podcast. Click it, listen, enjoy it. Give him a shout out on Twitter. Now that the guy's on Twitter officially. Uh, and so, yeah, I just want to say, uh, it was a good job. Good first job by Kevin. Go enjoy that because I did absolutely did. All right, let's get started with the news of the day. I guess I should say the past few days. The first news is that the Steelers have brought in a new offensive coach. Now, we know this about Steelers fans. They love the name, right? They they love to have the name, the guy that they know. A lot of people thought that, you know, we know Matt Canada can scheme up the run game, but can he scheme up the passing game? He struggles in that area, and then that's well-documented. So everyone thought Byron left, which was the guy. You know, he gets fired from his job in Tampa Bay as the offensive coordinator. He's got connections with Mike Tomlin. He used to play for the Steelers. This makes sense, right? Well, no, not so much. They end up hiring Glenn Thomas. Now, Glenn Thomas, he's coached in a lot of places, and he's he's overlapped with Pat Meyer. He's been in the NFL. He's been in college. Uh, he was on the Matt Rule staff. So listen. He is supposed to be a pass game coordinator. I'm sure Kevin's going to talk about this more. I know he's working on an article for the website probably next week about what he, that is, Glenn Thomas and his philosophies might do to the Matt Canada offense. Make sure you check that out. But I want to I want to caution the fan base for a second. I want you to remember about a year ago, the Steelers didn't have an offensive line coach. If you remember, Adrian Clem left midseason and Chris Morgan was the, the the next guy up. He was the assistant. He took a job with Chicago, and they didn't have an offensive line coach. They end up hiring Pat Meyer, and I remember people were livid. And it wasn't just some people on our staff. There were people on our staff that were very upset. But if they were fans that were just, this is such a horrible hire, and this guy, you look at his numbers, and when he was with Carolina, and when he was with San Diego, um, and yes, it was San Diego at the time, uh, and, and all these things. But how many people were still up in arms about Pat Meyer at the end of 2022? Anyone? I wasn't. Never once in my wildest dreams did I think they need to replace the offensive line coach this offseason. We all talked about the coordinator, but not the offensive line coach. So when you remember that reaction, think about what your reaction is to this hire. Yeah, you might you might not even notice this guy that much. He's not going to be in front of cameras that often. But you might see his stamp on the offense, on the passing game. And a year from now, we might be saying, what a great hire that was. Just something to think about. A little food for thought. Next, J.C. Hassenauer, former Steelers, undrafted free agent out of Alabama. Played several years with the Steelers. Interior offensive lineman is signed with the New York Giants. Uh, you know the, He was a restricted free agent. And when the Steelers did not place a tender on him, when the new league year began, he was officially an unrestricted free agent. And the Steelers clearly did not prioritize bringing him back. They did that with James Pierre. 
James Beer came back on a one-year deal. I think they actually saved themselves some money with that deal. J.C. Hassenauer, if he was offered a deal, he turned it down. He wanted a, a better deal. Maybe he got that with New York. I don't know. But now a lot of fans are wondering, well, what's that mean for their backup center position? Is it going to be Kendrick Green? I think he'll have a shot at winning that job. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be given to him either. I think when you think about it, you're looking at, okay, well, I'm thinking about Nate Herbig. Isaac Siomalo, even James Daniels, all three of those guys can play center. And people forget James Daniels played center in college when he was at Iowa. So I, I've heard some people, not this has not been brought up with me, that they think James Daniels should be the center and that they should have Siomalo and Herbig as the guards. Just, again, food for thought, something to think about, but J.C. Hassenauer is not going to be coming back so we'll see how that impacts the rest of the Steelers' offensive line depth. Let's talk about the Steelers' rebuild now, shall we? The Steelers' rebuild. Last year, I said, and this was part of my mailbag one time, I forget when it was, beginning of last season, they said, how long do you think it's going to be until the Steelers are actual Super Bowl contenders again? It was a good question. It was a great question. And I put the, the timestamp as two to three years. I said two to three years is what my timeline was for them to actually be viable contenders to win a Super Bowl. A lot of fans didn't like it. A lot of fans said, ah, Jeff, come on now. Two to three years? Like, that's a little much, right? Listen, two to three years, that first year is gone. So now we're at one to two years. And the one thing I want you to think about is the promise and the potential that we saw in 2022. You know how much I hate that dreaded P word of potential. You know, the Steelers win seven of their last nine games. They win four in a row to finish the season. You have a rookie class that is just, I thought they were great. And Kenny Pickett started to find his rhythm towards the end of the season, definitely in the second half. George Pickens, he showed on more than one occasion what he's capable of doing. DeMarvin Leal, although injured, did show some promise. Connor Hayward, Jalen Warren. And then they have this Calvin Austin III that they're not really sure what they have there, just like they're not really sure what they have with Mark Robinson, at inside linebacker. But this is a good group. This rookie class was tremendous, and they played a lot. They played a lot of snaps. And so when you think about that promise of that young core group and you go over into the offense and that offensive line, whether they have a different starting five or not, that starting five from last year, which all returns, if they had to run it back with those guys, they could. Now, they're probably not going to. You're not going to give Isaac Sayamalo a three-year contract for him to sit the bench. That's not how it works. You're trying to find the best five. Mike Tomlin talked about that competition. But the offensive line, that trajectory, that arrow is pointing up. I like the way that offensive line is going, and that's part of the promise and potential. The defense started to fix some of their issues. They definitely tightened up in the run defense. That was a big concern. And then they also started to take the football away. They tied for the NFL lead in interceptions last season. In other words, in 2022, not only was that one year off of my prediction in terms of how long it's going to take for this team to be an actual contender, it was a step, a big step, in my opinion, in the right direction. So now let's go to this offseason. The rebuild continues, but I think they're still on track. I think they are still on track. I think that you might, if, if they actually have a really good draft, if Omar Khan in his first NFL draft with Andy Weedle and all those guys can have a great NFL draft similar to what they saw last season and even the year before that, if you hit some home runs, it could expedite this process. 
it could expedite the process to the point where maybe not 2023 they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl, but 2024 they absolutely could. They need an NFL draft class a lot like last year. But do you think about the free agents that they've signed? They've improved the roster, especially on offense. I talked about Herbig, Sayamalo, that offensive front. I know a lot of fans wanted the tackles. They, they wanted someone, you know, everyone talks about Orlando Brown, and I get that, but I don't think they were ever really in the mix for him anyways. Just a lot of money. Just a lot of money. Do you think about, uh, you know, Keanu Neal, the physicality there, Larry Ogunjobi, hopefully he's going to be fully healthy and back ready to go. Patrick Peterson and the versatility and the flexibility he brings to that defensive secondary. Man, there's just so much stuff, so much stuff that the Steelers have done this offseason in free agency that it is really, really intriguing, really, really intriguing when it comes to all the stuff that's going on. I think that this 2023 offseason has been great. And then you add on the fact, the growth of these players. Like, this offense is so young. Let's rattle off the names of the players on rookie contracts. Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, Jalen Warren, Kenny Pickett, Dan Moore. You could go down the line with George Pickens, uh, Connor Hayward. You all see where I'm going with this. So young, just brimming with talent. They could really start to develop and become a a much better unit than what we saw last season. And the defense, you know, you kind of get a feel for what the Steelers want to do. And this is something that Kevin Smith talked about uh, multiple times. He did it on my show on the Monday Morning Conversation, talking about how they want to be physical. That's what I feel like when I see this defense. Keanu Neal might not be the athlete of Terrell Edmonds. You know what he is that Terrell Edmonds isn't? He's that hitter. He's the intimidating presence in the middle of the field that if you catch that ball, you're going to pay for it. And when the Steelers' official Twitter account put out a video of Keanu Neal decleating guys throughout his career, I got excited. The Steelers haven't had that type of player in their secondary since Ryan Clark, in my opinion. And it's good to have someone like that back. I think the Steelers have made some big steps. The draft is the next step. If they can ace that test, if Omar Khan can ace that test, man, this is going to be a special team. And maybe they can do some damage. You never know. You never know. But again, the rebuild, it's on schedule. I'm not here to tell you that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender in 2023. But you should be happy with the direction of the team. That's what I'm telling you. All right, hey, I'm going to have Jeremy Jerome Betts on right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is Friday. It's the second half of the Let's Ride podcast. You know what that means. It's time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Betts. Jeremy, what is going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I am so ready for this draft. I'm so done talking about it. Kind of done talking about it, you know? Uh, and just ready to see the see the results because it's going to be a wild one. And uh, I'm just excited for what the Steelers are going to do. How is your, so I feel like this year, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I listen to the Steelers fix and obviously I hear what you have to, I see what you're writing. I, I see what you're saying in our Slack channel. Yeah. I feel like your, your overall perception of the draft has definitely expanded, not just to what Steelers team needs are, but also the national football league. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always something that I keep track of. Cause I mean, as a Steelers fan, um, you know, I want to see what other teams are, are looking like it and how my team stacks up against them. But I've always been an NFL fan and uh, a football fan in general. So um, how things play out in the draft, it, I watch, uh, if I can, I watch um, all three days, every pick uh, live on the screen. And it, and it is something that I track and um, teams that get better with, with their picks or teams that take players that I have had an interest in, it's it's always something that I keep track of. When it comes to drafting, I've never liked the people that do like the immediate grades. I've always felt right. that you could grade the selection, meaning if the Steelers were to make a trade up or back, you could grade that trade and say, you know what? I felt that they got great value. The player that they got, they was an, an immediate need, yada, yada, yada. But the player itself, that takes time. My question for you is how long do you think it takes until a player could actually, you could say, you know what, that pick was eh, not very good or that pick was great. How much time do you I kind of talked about that on Wednesday's show? What were your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think it takes, as far as like knowing whether or not you actually, or whether or not the player is actually going to be a contributor for you, um, in a way that is meaningful. I think it can take two to three years, honestly, to really be able to say that was a good pick. Because if you look at players um, that need time to develop, sometimes uh, sometimes a player can just step right in. Ben Roethlisberger can just step right in. And you know right away you've got yourself a stud. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you see flashes like we saw with Kenny Pickett, but you're going to need that second year to be able to be like, yeah, this guy – is or is not the guy that we think we can build around. So um, obviously you've got, you've got ideas in place uh, based off of the first couple impressions, but take a guy like uh, Mark Robinson from last year. You saw some flashes at the end of the season and the Steelers got him on the field more, but was that a good seventh round pick? We're not going to know that until we've seen him on the field a lot more than what we saw in year one. So it can definitely take two to three years to, uh, truly see the value of a pick. Um, and then the Devin Bush um, topic is always interesting to me too. It took even longer for him because of an injury. So uh, we, we've realized that now that maybe the move up to number 10 was not uh, something that the Steelers would do again in order to take Devin Bush. Um, it just didn't work out the way they wanted it to. So it, you've got to be flexible based on the player, based on the position, and you know, sometimes even based on the team and, and what they're ha what issues they're having to face to get into the starting lineup. The the one thing that always 
I, I find it fascinating. And, and it's just, I don't get how some of these players can be passed up by so many teams for so long and some of them not even get drafted and turn out to mm. be legit players. You can talk about Brock Purdy last year with the 49ers, seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant. You know, no one even, it, I did a whole article about all the quarterbacks that were drafted before him. You know, I mean, right. this guy's almost, he's taking his team to the NFC Championship game. And if he didn't blow out his elbow, they could have beaten the Eagles and been in the Super Bowl. You think about players like Mike Hilton, undrafted, never given a chance, got picked up by the Patriots, and I think he spent time in Jacksonville before coming to the Steelers. I think about Jalen Warren last yeah. year. How in the hell, Jeremy, do, do NFL evaluators completely swing and miss on these players that are obviously talented but go yeah. under the radar of all 30, 32 teams for a three-day selection process? You know, I think some of it's familiar familiarity with with players, and um, you know, teams are once you get to the back half of 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 the draft, teams are are really just focusing in on you know the developmental prospects that they know about, um, developmental prospects that um, maybe are have relations to to the team from from players uh, in the past or um you know regional uh looks that they get they get a better feel for some of these guys and i i don't know a, a guy like jalen warren who the St the steelers had ranked as their their sixth best running back in the draft it just wasn't something that they were looking to draft and so they were like well let's let's take this guy since he's still there we had a high grade on him uh in undrafted free agency let's do that uh, I think of a guy like James Harrison who was undrafted and cut so many times before actually finding his niche in, on the team. And now he's a he's a borderline all-time great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He most definitely has great moments in Steelers history. Um, so it it really is just one of those things that the guys who get drafted in the later rounds are, are guys that teams typically have more familiarity with or they just can't pass up that trait. And maybe you get a guy like, um, like Jalen Warren, who just produced at the college level, but the traits aren't necessarily there. He's he doesn't have anything really elite that stands out about him, um, but he just falls into that category of just a good football player. So I think that it's a combination of things, obviously, but you got to look at um, all sorts of different areas uh, for these teams that that they're considering in the draft. It's a double edged sword for me. And I think for the fan base as well, when I talk about these undrafted free agents, because after that Sunday, you know, you're in the seventh round, you start hearing rumors already. Agents are saying up, oh, my client's going to sign with this team, this team, and this team. Next, yeah. you know, you get the whole list of players that were signed as undrafted free agents in that class. And everyone always now expects the Mike Hilton or the Jalen Warren out of these players. And it just doesn't always pan out. I mean, right. they were undrafted and there's also a reason why the list of the players that I, that I kind of mentioned, and you could even go into the sixth round with Antonio Brown and Tom Brady and all these people, they are not the norm like that. That's a rarity. And so a lot of people, I, I think of last year, Mateo Durant, that's a running back mm. from Duke. He, and everyone had high hopes for him. Jalen Warren, right. he, he, Beats him out. I mean, it's, it's incredible, but I think it is kind of a double-edged sword. Now, I want to ask you a question with the free agency period. You know, last time we talked, 
you know, the, the safety position was in flux and now Keanu Neal is in the mix and they bring in Braden Fihoko. I, I want to get your thoughts now as you look at look at it from a, like a, an overall perspective of the offseason. You're thinking about the 2023 offseason, what the Steelers have acquired, what they've lost in free agency, and how does that impact the draft, in your opinion? It could be strictly positional. That's fine. Yeah. But when you think about where they are now, what are you thinking in terms of their approach to this 2023 draft? Yeah, it's 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 been a combination of, I think, not forcing their hand in the draft, especially early, um, which to me is is always a great idea. And, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that the Steelers tend to draft for need um, in the first couple rounds. And um, but but they always have have a they always hedge their bets a little bit and, and have somebody in place um, to kind of be a pseudo starter until said draft pick comes in into play. So I would, I would honestly say that what the Steelers have done is they've, they've established their philosophies on both sides of the ball throughout free agency. And I think that's huge because that, that what they're going to do now is they're going to fill in guys around that uh, in the draft. And so first round you're, you're looking at positions of need, like cornerback, like, um, defensive line or offensive tackle, you know, that, that are in play for the Steelers in that first round. And they don't have to sit there and, and say, well, um, we're going to have to really reach for a guy at cornerback because all the cornerbacks that we wanted at the 17th pick are off the board. No, they can say, okay, well, well, cornerback, uh, we we've got that position filled with guys that we know can handle it. Uh, until somebody comes up to speed. So let's go ahead and, and and take the defensive tackle that's higher on our board than the cornerback or the four, thir- fourth or fifth cornerback on the board that we're not sure we want to take yet. So what they've done is that they've given themselves that flexibility. Now, I still think that they're going to address their, their main positions of need early in the draft, um, but they've given themselves that flexibility, which is, which is huge. And it allows Omar Khan now to take um, – the best value at each pick, whether that's trading back, whether that's, Oh, I think we can move up a couple spots and get this guy. And it's not going to cost us a lot or, or man, this guy fell into our laps. That's amazing. Let's take it. It just, it just gives him opens up the whole spectrum for him, which is a huge deal for his first draft. Yeah, it's going to be the, it's going to be a huge deal. The whole first draft is going to be huge with with yeah. him and, and how he handles it. As we sit here, I might ask you this every week leading up to the draft. Do you think they're the Steelers make a draft day trade? I do. Um, now, I don't necessarily think it's it's day one. Um, that 32 pick obviously is in play, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's 17. But I think the Steelers are really going to hate uh, the thought of sitting there with 120 or 30 picks uh, between their fourth round selection and uh, their their first seventh round selection. So I think the Steelers are going to really try to add a pick or two in that fifth, sixth round range. There's players to be had there in a, in a deep draft that doesn't have a lot of super high end talent. Uh, you want to get picks in the, in the later round. So I think um, shipping off 32 for a third round pick and a, 
a sixth round pick is something that is definitely on the table for the Steelers. And I would be surprised if the Steelers hold Pat with their uh, current seven selections. That sounds so backwards to me. And, you know, you think mm-hmm. about most drafts, it's, you know, there's a ton of talent in the first first two days. And then after that, it just kind of fizzles out. And you're kind of saying like, yeah. there's not that high end talent this year that it's, there's more depth in this class. So that's a really interesting thing to say. And I'm very fascinated by that. So we'll have to talk about that more in the coming weeks as we get ready to the draft. But I've also felt bad. I always feel like I'm kind of making you go really short on your prospect of the week. So I want to give you enough time. So Jeremy, give it to us. Who is your prospect of the week this week? Yeah. So I'm going to go with, with a tight end and it's a tight end that should be familiar to many Steelers fans. Uh, and it, cause it's a tight end out of Penn state, Brenton strange. Let's give you the, uh, the measurables here. Six foot three, 260 pounds. This guy is absolutely shredded. He's, he's, He's not a a hefty 260 pounds. He's he is a built 260 pounds and he's a fantastic blocker in the run game um and he's all an underrated pass catcher. Um if you watched him at the combine you saw fantastic movements movement skills, a very smooth player, uh natural hands and he breaks out of his routes really well. He's it's funny to watch him play because he looks smaller because he's a little shorter than than some tight ends at 63. So, but that just gives him such a powerful explosive base and he, he wears that 260 pounds well uh, on his 6 foot 3 frame. So, if you go and watch his tape from this from this last year, you can really see him at the point of attack just control linebackers and defensive ends uh in in run blocking. And I think if the Steelers are going to address tight end at this point with having brought Zach Gentry back and really having their two pass catching options um, in in Pat Fryermuth and uh, and Connor Hayward already in place, you know, a guy like Brenton Strange makes sense to compete with Gentry um, to see if if maybe he can he can force Gentry's hand a little bit and as a more athletic player that also provides the the blocking prowess that you want I think he would be an immediate upgrade at the tight end two tight end three position for the Steelers and he wouldn't cost you that much Um, a lot of people have him ranked in the 200 to 300 range of of prospects Um, I'm on draft tech right now they've got him ranked a little higher at 125 but still you can get a guy like that in the fourth round, fifth round, uh, and, and find some some really good value there in a deep tight end class. That if you're the Steelers, you don't need to reach too far ahead and and select one in the first or second or third round uh, while you've got other needs to address. Hold on, take a guy like Brenton Strange in the fifth, and you've got yourself incredible value that will upgrade a position on your roster as soon as he steps on the field uh, at training camp. Love it. I love it. All right, Jeremy, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up on the Steelers fix as well as what you might have going on on the website? Yeah, we're winding up uh, position previews on the Steelers fix, uh, getting down to it. And then uh, right before the draft. So the show before the draft, our show runs on Tuesday. Um, so that show before the draft starts on Thursday. will just be uh, like a, a massive finale show. And we're going to, uh, talk about what the Steelers could do, what the Steelers should do, um, players that should be on their radar in the first round. Uh, that's going to be a huge point of topic because 
it, it's not a certainty that a, a player at a position of a premium need is there for the Steelers at 17. So what are they going to do? What other options could be on the table? We're going to focus in on that as we approach the draft. I'm going to have another mock draft come out, a, a Steelers mock draft, uh, and then definitely check out uh, Andrew Wilbar's mock drafts. He's putting in a lot of work on this seven-round one that he does every year, and that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 putting out a lot of Steelers and a lot of draft content, and uh, hopefully more to come. All right. As always, Jeremy, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be talking next week. Have a good one, Jeff. You too. All right, and a big thank you to uh, Jeremy Jerome Betts for taking the time out of his busy schedule, as he always does every Friday. Uh, you'll probably be hearing more from Jeremy on multiple fronts on Fans First Sports Network, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Okay, let's finish this show up like we do every Friday with a little heart-to-heart. This is a special one for me. And it's the Masters weekend. Uh, for those that have been listening long enough that they listen in the off season, uh, I always tell this story on this weekend. And uh, it's it's about my friend Chris. I've talked about Chris who passed away from ALS going on in roughly, I think, eight years now. And it's hard to believe it's been eight years. And Chris and I had a very unique relationship. I did not meet him until later in life. I uh, didn't know him like growing up or anything like that. Uh, he knew my wife, actually. They worked together at some point and uh, became really good friends. And, and one of the bonding aspects was not just the Steelers, because he was a Steeler fan, was was actually the Masters. Uh, he was going through a divorce. I remember we went on a hike, and we had only had our son at the time. We were <laughs> that's a, That was a while ago, you know? And um, afterwards, he, he was going through a divorce. They were separated. And I said, hey, man, like, if you want to come over, we're just watching the Masters and eating pizza if you want to come over. And he said, yeah, that sounds like it'd be really pretty cool. And what I didn't know was that that actually started a tradition that uh, lasted up until the day he died. And uh, I remember the, uh, the last time I saw Chris, he was, he was stuck in a bed and I was uh, getting ready to leave. We had just watched uh, the masters and it was a good tournament. He enjoyed it. You know, we, so we always did. We always watched at least Saturday or Sunday of the masters together and uh, I got up and I said, hey, man, you good? Do you need anything? He said, no, man, I'm good. Thanks a lot. Thanks for everything. And uh, I left and that was the last time I ever talked to him. So hate to be like a bummer at the end of this, but the Masters for me is, uh, is so much more than just a golf tournament. It reminds me of my friend. Yeah, I miss him. So, all right, folks, uh, I'll be back on Monday with a special uh, Monday morning conversation. Be more Steelers-focused this week. Don't worry. We're getting back to the black and gold stuff with the NFL draft on the horizon. So stay tuned to that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy that Masters golf tournament. If you're like me, you'll be glued to it. Have a happy Easter. We'll see you on Monday. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 